right, welcome to the Kyber Radio Rundown, the only show big enough metaphorically speaking to handle all the Kyber Radio hosts at the same time. I'm Jake Rummel, by day the producer of the Tom and Curly Show, and by night the man who opens the blinds and allows you to look through the Puget Sound's Overton window in 15-minute increments, sometimes less. So, the first person in Washington State just received a dose of the coronavirus vaccine. Here's Kyber Radio News anchor Heather Bosch breaking this news earlier today. Within the hour, UW Medicine administered its first COVID vaccine to a nurse on the front lines of the pandemic. I feel excited, and for the first time in a while, I feel hope that there is an end coming to this. Dr. John Lynch calling the moment momentous, adding... While the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine has been developed at record speed, uh, I just want to make sure that everyone fully understands that all steps have been taken to ensure the safety of this vaccine. Healthcare workers are among the first people receiving the vaccine, and as Cairo 7 TV's Michael Spears reports... And long-term care facilities are preparing, too, with the most vulnerable in mind. Life Care Center of Kirkland, the epicenter of the country's first major COVID-19 outbreak, said it will partner with the pharmacy to set up clinics here and inside sister facilities to administer the vaccine. Everyone is to be watched for 15 minutes after they receive the vaccine. A process requiring precision and care from start to finish. We've known this was imminent for a couple days now. In fact, Governor Jay Inslee announced this was to be expected during a press conference on Sunday. But Dory Monson, on from noon to three, still has some concerns about the way the vaccine is being prioritized for certain groups. A bunch of listeners reached out to me after Jay Inslee's press conference yesterday morning, Sunday morning, when he said, good news, the vaccine is arriving, and it's arriving today here in Washington. So who's going to be prioritized? As you just heard in the newscast, first responders will be. Highest risk people in nursing homes and long-term care facilities will be. But Jay Inslee added one other group that's going to move to the front of the line for the vaccines. Here's what Jay Inslee said yesterday morning. Now, vaccinations will begin in our healthcare settings to our heroic healthcare workers who are most at risk to uh, transmit the disease or receive the disease, and also to our our folks in our long-term care facilities and folks in our tribal communities. In our tribal communities. So the tribes, according to Jay Inslee, they are sovereign. They are not subject to his dictates. They are contributing to super spreader events by keeping the restaurants open. But the tribes move to the front of the line when it comes to getting the vaccine. And a bunch of listeners asked me, how is that fair? Why? If Jay Inslee is taking a shot at the tribes for not following the rules, for contributing to the problem, why yesterday did he say that the tribes moved to the front of the line for the vaccine? And I don't have an answer for you. You know, Jay Inslee will not talk about any of this stuff outside of his very controlled press conferences. But it is a fair question that a lot of people are asking. Why not the business owners in downtown Seattle? Why not the restaurant owners throughout King County, throughout the Puget Sound area who want to open up? Why not their customers who want to help the economy get back and bounce back? 
Why does the group that won't play along with Jay Inslee's dictates move to the front of the line? The other big conversation going on is whether enough people are willing to get the vaccine to achieve herd immunity. Here's Dave Ross and Hannah Scott talking about that on Seattle's Morning News. And Hannah, what do you think is the main reason that people might still be reluctant? I think there's still, um, you know, it's 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 soon, right? It, it, there's still going to be those who think that maybe from way back when the governor of our state first raised concerns and we got the Western PAC kind of secondary panel to look at these vaccines and whether they were, you know, following a process that wasn't rushed to make sure that they were safe. I think there's some people who have those concerns. Mm-hmm. I think you have just in general people who I've met a lot of people who were like, you know what? I never get a flu shot. I don't feel like I need to do this. It feels a little rushed to me. I'm going to wait. I'm glad or I'm glad I'm, you know, kind of at the end of the line kind of a thing. So I I think there's that. And I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. This is just like everything else in 2020, exceptionally politicized. Yeah, but this but to be clear, this is not quite the same as the mask. The masks are an altruistic thing that we do to save to protect somebody else. The shot, though, is something you do for yourself, whether I, I know the jury's still on whether it actually prevents you from uh, testing positive, uh, you could still be a carrier, but what it does address is the symptoms, correct? It keeps you out of the hospital, yes, basically. Yes, yes. Yeah, it keeps you out of the hospital. It keeps you from getting that really, really terrible sick or possibly even losing your life. So that's a good thing. And I believe the efficacy is 95% is what Dr. Yeah. Schlicker had told me. So, so that's obviously awesome. But then there's going to be those who... Uh, our cons- there's also a lot of talk about various adverse effects. You know, we uh, do cancer patients take them. Is it safe for that? What about those people who have allergies? You know, those kinds of reports have been coming out. So you're going to see this big, big push, not just in our state, but nationally to try to uh, to educate people. Tom Tangney and John Curley look to the past for inspiration about how to convince people to take the vaccine. There's a story a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago anyway, that the Trump administration was going to get all the famous, you know, Hollywood celebrities that are conservative. So that would be Tom Selleck <laughs> and James Woods. And I think it's one of the Scott Judd Bale. sisters. <laughs> Scott Bale. And one of the Judd sisters, I think. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. They were going to get them all together to be like, hey, everybody. Hi. I'm Scott Bayo. You may remember me from Charlie in Charge, whatever show he was in. Uh, I'm getting a vaccine, and so am I. I'm Tom Selleck. I'm going to jump into this old Ferrari and drive. <laughs> drive away with my mustache. So uh, then they scrapped it. The Democrats said, no, we don't want to spend money on that. We don't want to do that. You're going to be using that as a political thing, a tool to get yourself elected. Now they're trying to get social influencers to help promote the idea of getting a vaccine. Did you see anybody that you knew, Tom? Yeah, among the TikTok influencers. Yeah, you yeah. bet, all of them. <laughs> You follow them all. I think, I think Scott Baio was one of them, wasn't he? Hi, I'm Scott Baio. You may remember me from. Wait, was he? Wasn't he in love with something the in Chachi's, charge? Wait, wait. He was yeah. Joni loves Chachi loves Joni or something. No. Hi, I'm Scott Baio. I love Joni. Um, all right, so uh, there's precedent they, for this. At, there is because Elvis Presley, Tom. Yes. Everybody loved the king, and he. You know, some people didn't want to get a polio shot, but you know what Elvis did? Let me guess. Did he get a polio shot? No, a polio shot. Hey, kids, could I talk to you for about thirty seconds? This is on Ed yeah. Sullivan. This is Elvis Presley. If you believe polio is beaten, I ask you to listen. Remember me. Now that's the voice of thousands who know the fight against polio is just as tough as it ever was. 
they're crippled, and the Salk vaccine can't help them recover. But you can. Remember polio victims. Join the 1957 March of Dimes today. There you Ooh, go. That's kind that's of when harsh. You use the word, Tom, <laughs> what, the word crippled? Yeah, but he says it's not only that he uses the word crippled. It's that they're crippled, and this vaccine won't help them one bit. But you can still. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, hold geez, on. You don't have to Stop. rub it in. He had a far different delivery. Can you just play part of that again, Jacob? <laughs> listen to that. Listen to Elvis. He can kind of just get kind of quiet. Here. Hey, kids, could I talk to you for about 30 seconds? Yeah. Uh, this is Elvis Presley. If you believe polio is beaten, I ask you to listen. Remember me. Now, that's the voice of thousands who know the fight against polio is just as tough as it ever was. They're crippled, and the Salk vaccine can't help them recover. <laughs> that's <Okay>. terrible. <laughs> he waited till the kid was out of the picture. He pushed him away. Oh, no. It's like, yeah, you don't want to be like these sad sack kids. Oh, my God. I just It just seems so insensitive. Now, maybe that kid was... You know, charged up because he was in a commercial with uh, Elvis Presley, but still, it just. I'm sure it's not coming as a shock to that kid in 1956, whatever it is, that the, the sock vaccine is not going to help them. It wasn't like they're going to. I know, but you don't need Elvis to point the news to you. You don't need to point it out. See how there bad was, this kid is. A, you don't a, have to be as sad. Oh my God, it's terrible. There was a there was a there was a hospital on City Line Avenue, right outside of Bella Kinwood, uh, heading into Philadelphia, and it was on the right hand side going into Philly, and it said Ingalls Home for the Incurables. That's what yeah. the sign said. Yeah. Ingalls Home for the Incurables. So I mean, that kid was probably thrilled to meet Incurable. Elvis. Incurable. Yeah. Yeah. In Carol. No, I just uh, listen. Did it, did it work? Did all the kids go out and get, get vaccinated? Yes. Every one Elvis of them helped. Even that yes. kid, I think, got it. Even though it couldn't help him. <laughs> no, but so the problem today is, as this article points out, that there is nobody of Elvis Presley acclaim that could win the day. So we were talking about who could we get? Well, obviously, you need to get everybody from TikTok social influencers all the way to here's who I think would be most effective. Somebody like President Trump. You need to find a, like a COVID minimizer or a COVID skeptic and have them get it. Then that sort of gives permission to all those people that are thinking, hey, that's a, you know, I'm not so sure about this thing. Also, get prominent yeah. African-Americans get it since there's a, a you know, almost a 50 percent uh, concern among the African-American community about getting it, that you need high profile people to win whoever they represent over. And I think the biggest, the people that, if you if you get a reformed anti-vaxxer, for instance, to actually take it, mm-hmm. I think that would, uh, that would be uh, most effective. We'll end on this. You might have heard that previous episode of The Rundown where I struggled to find some positive news in the midst of a pandemic, which also happens to be something that American media, according to a study, also struggles with. Here's something from Jean Ursula's Ask a Virologist segment that I personally thought was unmitigatedly positive. This is from 425. I have heard the vaccine side effects can be a little rough for some people. Can you tell my boss that I need to take a sick day to get vaccinated? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And actually, I think that, that employers should really, really consider this. Oh. So we know that for some people, based on the clinical trial data, this vaccine is not going to be that big of a deal. But for other people, they will have flu-like symptoms that will be fairly unpleasant um, and may require people to take some time off work. Um, I think that employers really need to be flexible about allowing their employees to do this without any sort of financial penalty. 
um, because it is really important. The most important thing is that people do get the vaccine. Um, we know that, that some of these side effects actually mean that the vaccine is working well because um, they, you know, they, they are similar to a viral infection because that is the same type of immune response that a viral infection will produce. That's what gives you the protective immunity of the vaccine. It doesn't mean that you have COVID, but it can be very unpleasant to experience for a day or two. Um, I think employers really should consider um, allowing their employees to take some time off if that's what they need to do to to get vaccinated um, and to feel comfortable getting vaccinated. So that's the rundown for December 15th, 2020. I'm Jake Rummel. I also edit, produce, and mix the show. I'm still hung up on Tom and John's Elvis conversation and trying to think of what local celebrity might be able to convince Washingtonians to take the vaccine. I'll write up some more specific speculation if you want to check that out on MyNorthwest.com after you're done listening to this episode. You don't always have time to listen to every Cairo radio show, but you'll always have time for the Cairo Radio Rundown. See you on Thursday.